0: I'm trying to sleep and like you can see that light coming from the cell phone and I'm like dude go to bed it's like midnight why are you on your phone and it's like boom now I know why you know he was oh it's work or oh I'm just texting so and so back you're listening to mom after hours a
1: podcast where we talk about the wins and challenges of being a modern mom for real we don't sugarcoat and we cover everything that is taboo and don't you worry mama we save the soup for you hey, hey, welcome to Mom After Hours. It is Brandi Wyattrack, your host. Today, we are diving into a story about infidelity in a relationship. Um, I think that this is something that happens to so many women, men, everybody, and not a lot of people want to talk about it because it's very uncomfortable. It feels like a slap in the face. You feel like, there's something wrong with you if someone was to cheat on you. I will be candid. I have been cheated on before and it really, really sucks. And it's something that's extremely difficult to get over. You know, there's so many reasons why people cheat and sometimes there's nothing wrong with your relationship. You can be in a happy relationship and then just somebody is tempted or maybe they are grieving the loss of the fact that they couldn't keep partying and living life, and now they've got to settle down and be a grown-ass person and have responsibilities, or they've got pent-up emotions. I don't know. But there's so many different reasons why men and women cheat. And some people can get over it. Some people can give second chances, and some people can't do any of those things. And Keisha is so awesome to be very candid with her story about her relationship of 23 years. The father of her twin children cheated on her. And and to make it worse, it was with a woman he met from a gaming app on his phone. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to dig into her story with you guys. But before we do, I just want to add One quick disclaimer, mom after hours is explicit, but I also want to add another reminder that this episode is explicit, explicit, explicit. So if you got those kiddos around, pop in those headphones. If you are cruising in your car with the kiddos, you might have to pause this one for a second, mama. Without further ado, let's jump in. So you're a multi-talented, multifaceted mama of twins. Can you share a little bit more about Keisha and what she's up to nowadays?
0: Yes. Yes, I am a mother of 20-year-old twins, and I currently work as a 911 dispatcher um, for the city of Alameda. Very thankless job, but somebody has to do it. And when I'm not doing that, uh, I dabble in acting and modeling. I've been doing that since 17. They always see, say, keep your day job. So that's what I've done. I've kept my day job and I've done that on the side and it, that's been pretty fun. But that's that's,
1: that's like awesome. You're what like a I dynamic do. woman. You also take 911 calls. Damn girl, that's
0: rough. Right? <laughs> you know how to,
1: you're calm under pressure then. You are you, you fucking, you're an expert at that. Then I, I, that's oh, my, I couldn't have that job.
0: I'm calm under pressure, but if they saw my facial expressions, they wouldn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. I feel you on that one. So
1: how did you meet your
0: partner? <laughs> how did you meet
1: your partner? Keisha?
0: I met him in high school and he was one grade ahead of me. He was very popular with the girls and unpopular with the guys. Cause he would, you know, potentially take other people's girlfriends too. Uh, oh, one of those dudes. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it is sometimes I, I actually, you know, would witness it wasn't really his fault all the time. He could have said no, but th- a lot of girls like threw themselves at him because he was just this a vanilla ice looking guy and at the time, you know, that was the thing. Oh, he's so cute and da 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 and his hair and he dressed well and, you know, he was just really put together. But he was a snake charmer. He tried to charm the pants off of me in high school with gifts and, you know, poems, flowers, cards, candy. And I'm like, uh-uh, dude, you're gonna have to, you know, open your mouth and talk to me. That stuff doesn't impress me. It, it was actually embarrassing.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's so funny how guys just think that, I mean, women are, there are women that are the same, but like how guys think they could just get by with their looks or with their muscles. It's like, no homie, sorry. You got to have some brains. You got to be able to carry on a conversation because your looks mean right. shit to me. So right. you didn't, you didn't let him holler at you in high school though. Right. You, you kind of gave it some time or like, how did you guys reconnect or was it at the end of high school?
0: I did not talk to him at all during high school as far as dating. After I graduated in 92, I I sought him out three years after I graduated. So I found him in 95, a mutual friend of ours. They were working at a JCPenney's at the time. And his grandmother came into the store and she recognized the last name and started talking to her and figured out that he was her grandson. And she came and told me and... I found his address and I ended up on his front door. (laughs) Girl, you got some balls. (laughs) I know back then. Yes. (laughs) I would never do that. Now I'd probably get shot.
1: (laughs) Damn. So you showed up on his doorstep. What the hell happened?
0: Yes. His mother answered the door and she was just like taken back. I was like, hi, how are you? And she was really friendly. Um, And I was like, oh, yeah, I know your son from high school. And I was just in the area and I uh, wanted to see if he was home. And she's like, oh, come in. She invited me in. And then she started talking about uh, his current girlfriend she didn't like and uh, showing me pictures. And and I was like, oh, he's dating somebody? And she's like, oh, yeah, but I don't like her. And, you know, maybe this was a sign that you came here. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, hell no.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. That's yeah, that's kind of rough. Hey, but you already had the mom wooed over and everything in five minutes. Damn Apparently. <laughs> so so did you just stick around and wait for him to get home or like what happened? Um, I mean, oh, he was dating someone though. Yeah, like he right? like, said, so like how did you guys connect then?
0: No, I left I left my uh, phone number with her, but she she actually called him while I was still at their house. And she's like, I have a friend of yours over here, um, wanting to talk to you. And he's like, who is it? You know? And she's like, Keisha. And <laughs> there was and like a pause. Pants. <laughs> he literally did. Cause she was like, are you there? You know, she thought he dropped off or dropped the phone. And he was like, Keisha who, you know? And she's like, what's your last name? And I was like, Brooks. And once he, yeah, I tell him that he he was like, no fucking way. She's at my house right now. <laughs> Girl, I would have been
1: tripping out if I were him, too, of some blast from the past. And I'm like, what? Right. Like, think about it, all the guys and girls or whatever you go to high school with and maybe the ones that you had crushes with. And then all of a sudden your parents are calling you and be like, hey, so-and-so's at the house. Right. And you're like, wait, what? Who the fuck? Right. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> right. I would be like, what the heck is going on? Did he ever show up or how did you guys connect?
0: I wasn't going to wait there because I, you know, I made my introduction and I was like, well, you know, when you get off of work or whatever he's doing, he can just call me. I'll leave my phone number and we can catch up. And he called that same night because he was working and he he couldn't wait to call. And he was like, Keisha Brooks? I was like, yes. (laughs) He was like, you were at my house? I was like, yes. (laughs) <laughs> and we just started chatting it up. And, you know, I, I made it very clear from the beginning, though, that I'm I'm not a homewrecker. And, you know, I understand he was in a relationship. And if at one point, his relationship didn't work out or whatever to call me on a serious note, as far as, you know, pursuing more, but other than that, we could be friends, you know, we could catch up and be friends and just chit chat or whatever. And I guess, you know, the relationship wasn't as great as I thought it was for them. And he decided to. In that relationship, and started talking to me.
1: <laughs> wow, that's a story in itself. I mean, that's just yeah. that's that is completely nuts. That's stuff that you see on TV that you don't think really is going to happen. Maybe like a right. Hallmark special or something. Right, you guys like moved to Pleasantville together and have. Right. Twins something. But in this case, you had twins, which is actually kind right of too. So how was the relationship in the beginning? So he started to court you. Obviously he, you know, he ended up leaving the other girl. You guys start dating. How was, how was life in the beginning?
0: Life in the beginning was good. You know, the honeymoon phase, everything's all sweet and grand and, oh, you know, you're looking at each other and stars are in the, the sky and everything. We used to go and do a lot of things together. Um. We used to go to Clear Lake a lot and camp out, spend the night up there, and we'd go to Mama Ray and all these just road trips. That's what I, I, I miss about that part: having a relationship with the road trips. They were just so fun and just random. You know, we'd go out and eat, or he he cooked a lot for me, and I started hanging out with his parents, and you know, they they took to me very well. He and his dad. He and I didn't get along in the beginning, but we, we became best friends because I was kind of intimidated by him because his dad was a retired cop. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I yeah. don't, you know, you, you can't read them all the time. And that's true. But he was a sweet. He was a sweetheart. He they just, got their you know,
1: poker face on all the time
0: all the time. And, you know, and I'm like, cause you know, I'm black and he's, he's white. And I'm like, do you guys have like a problem with interracial relationships or, but then I was looking, I'm like, no, oh, all his other girlfriends are black. So I'm good.
1: Oh, good. Good. So you didn't have to worry about that. You knew his mama loved you from the beginning yep, yep. and then you just had to woo, woo daddy over.
0: Right. And I did, <laughs> I at, did. At
1: what point, did you notice problems brewing? At what point did that honeymoon phase end?
0: The honeymoon phase started to end for me when he would have like his ex-girlfriends or like his female friends. He had a lot of female friends and I had to think back to high school, you know, and just keep in mind that, okay, this was Mr. Popular, Mr. Playboy. He had a lot of friends. They would, end up coming to his house just like I did with his, you know, when I showed up at his mother's front door and I would be there with him and then his doorbell would ring and it'd be some blast from the past, some ex or some other girl that he used to talk to. They would just show up at his house. Girl. I'm like, what the the hell's going on here? No, but I, you know, I, I'm like, who am I? You know, don't be a hypocrite Keisha. You know, just, they, you know, if they were friends prior to me coming into his life, then so be it. But but is this the home know. that
1: you and him had together, or is this his mama's house? That
0: this is mama's house. No. Oh, so no. these
1: women are coming to mama's house.
0: These other women that were his friends.
1: Yeah, like, while check while, in with them.
0: Yep. While I would be there, and so I was <sighs> like, mm, if they know where you are now, this needs to to end. So we, you know, you either need to get a different location, or you know, tell these girls don't be popping up. Cause you know, I'm on the scene now, so I don't, I don't think they want any trouble. <laughs> yeah. I'm that not takes having a lot that. of
1: confidence though, too. Like I would, I personally, I don't, it's, I don't think I could date a guy who's got excessive female friends, especially if it's not women that like, I mean, I understand like, you know, close college friends, like my husband's right. got a lot of female friends. um, Most of them are coworkers, but it's like, you know, they they don't hang out except for like one or two and we all hang out together. And I know they are husbands and partners and everything, but to deal with a partner who's got a shit ton of girlfriends and, or exes, and then they all want to fucking hang out. Like it's like some fucking party or like MTV guy. Yeah. Let's just sit here and drink a party. Mm -mm. I, yeah, I don't think I'm a confident person, but I don't think I can handle that
0: girl. I'm like, you go have fun with your crew. I'm out. Right. It's different. It's it's definitely different. And, you know, I was never a jealous person. I was confident enough um, to not worry about it. But it's definitely another red flag that I should have paid attention to.
1: So that was happening in the earlier, the early days of your relationship. Because you guys were together a really, really long time. I mean, that's the father of yeah. your, your children, right? And your kids yep. are 20 now. So you guys were together yep. for what? Over 20 years, right?
0: Yeah. 23.
1: Yep. So obviously a lot happens in 23 years. So A ha- lot. A lot. I mean, and we all, you, we know how it is in relationships. There's ebbs and flows. There's the good and the bad and the ugly. And there's some things that you can work through and there's some things you just fucking can't. Or you give them chances yep. and, you know, you just you hit that brick wall where you can't take any more bullshit. Right? What was that breaking point? Like what was that point for you that kind of just fucking ended things? Like you, you said that he met another woman. Is this something that was a pattern?
0: Let's, okay, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. So in the beginning, I was so confident and open about who I was and I wasn't possessive, things like that. And I kind of started to see that he was a little flirtatious, things like that. So I'm like, okay, my thing was, we're not married. So you're officially single and I'm single. If we see somebody else that we like, or somebody else comes along, let's just give each other that respect and let the other person know, you know, and so we could still be friends and call it off. But you know, let's not cheat on each other. I understood that. I, him, not so much. Wait, so at that was point, that before you had kids or after her
1: or after before. Okay. So, so before. Okay. So this is earlier on in your relationship. Yeah. Okay. And I at, gotcha.
0: at one point, you know, we kind of had an open relationship. I would, I had like ground rules for him and I'm like, I don't think he realized how lucky he was. Cause most women will be like, Nope. You know, mm-hmm. yep. I don't want you talking to anybody else. And I was like, look, you're coming home to me. I can't stop you from like seeing other women because when you try to do that behind my back, then that's cheating. If you tell me that, you know, you're going on a date with somebody else or you're interested in somebody, I can't hate you for that. Or I can't, you know, knock that because that's just human nature. I was like, I'll give you the same respect. And, you know, if if there's a guy that I like or come across and I'll, I'll let you know, but I'm like ground rules, no kissing them in the mouth no getting people pregnant, you know, no, I love you's, none of that, you know, and um, he, I wasn't doing that per se. It's, I only made that ground rule when I was doing my modeling and acting at the time and and working and I had to go to Florida. There was a, a, like a little modeling competition out there. And so I flew down by myself and I was there for like four days. And while I was there, he had told me, um, you know, back then we had pagers and cell phones. So he would page me and then I'd call him back and he was telling me that he was going out on a date with someone. And I'm thinking, okay, who is it? You know, give me the rundown. Who is this girl? Do I know her? That was like the first, do I know this girl? And he's like, no. Okay. How do you know her? Oh, well, you know, we used to talk back in the day and I'm thinking, hmm. You know, back, talk, so talk you still got a day. Wait, what did right. you do back in the day? Yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm like, you got a Rolodex somewhere. You still got bitches on, you know, speed dial. And I don't know about, see, this is what I'm talking about. So, you know, I, then like the hair started raising on my neck. Cause I'm like, why do you wait till I get all the way to Florida where I can't do anything about it, you know, or see this, this person or whatever you're trying to do why do you wait till I get to another state to tell me that you're going out on a date with someone and all this stuff? And I was like, okay, you know, just be safe to remember the ground rules. And, you know, and he's like, oh, good luck with your little thing and blah, blah, blah. So I hadn't heard from him for like two days. And I'm like, oh, he must be having a good old time. And, you know, the next time we talked, he's telling me about his little escapade with her. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, I'm not one of your guy friends. You know, I'm still yeah. your girlfriend, and that kind of hurts to hear you talk about you know whatever you did um, and hooking up with gone. other yeah. Right? I'm glad you felt the need to be honest, but that was just. I'm like, whoa, damn
1: girl. <laughs> There's a lot going on in your relationship. There's oh, a lot. Right. So here I am thinking, you know, okay, you know, you're with this guy, and then you know he cheated on you, and that's fucked up, mm-hmm. there, girl. It's not fun. But like, no. you guys had like. And oh, like you got a lot of dynamics in this relationship, an yeah. open relationship in the beginning. That yeah. in itself is something that's extremely taboo. Not a lot of people would talk about in their relationships because right. you know, that's not traditional. So, mm-hmm. so you were pretty open minded with him in the beginning of your relationship. And then, mm-hmm. so, but you guys stuck it out for at least a couple of years, right? Cause you eventually got pregnant. And yeah. So can you I mean, can you take me to that point of when you found out that you were pregnant with twins and where your relationship was at that point?
0: Oh my gosh. Um when I found out I was pregnant um <laughs> I didn't know I was having twins at the time. And I was in between Trying to make a decision to move to LA to pursue my modeling, and acting, or stay back and work, and you know try to pursue it in the Bay Area. And it was really hard in the Bay Area, but LA, of course that that was the hot spot. And you know, I at that point I was kind of in limbo as far as should I break up with him or because we were already like uh, Jesus Christ, we were five years in um maybe a little longer and i i just was i was torn and when i found out i was pregnant you know and he i told him he was really happy i was like mad as hell cuz i didn't <laughs> want to have any kids and i was debating if i wanted to tell him cuz i was considering you know getting an abortion Cause I just wasn't ready. I was 26 and I just had more to do. And I'm thinking, well, you know what, Keisha, you can't be selfish because if you didn't want to get pregnant, you should have been on birth control or you should have made a put a condom on. And, you know, it's like, you can't, you did this. So you're going to have to be a big girl and, and fess up. But he, he gave me an ultimatum. He told me if I tried to get an abortion, he, it would be over his dead body. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he is like, try to get an abortion and watch what happens. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you threatening me? He was like, no, you know, you're not, you're not going to get an abortion. Uh, No, I'm not going to allow that. And I'm like, "Uh, it's my body. I could, I could have done it without you even knowing. So, but I I didn't want to lose him. And I was scared to see, you know, what would happen. I wasn't afraid of him, but that was like the first time he like, yelled and was like upset and was like, I, I wish you would, you know, I dare you to go try and do it behind my back. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, that's,
1: yeah. That's a hard, hard conversation to navigate. It is. Yeah, that is. So it is. So we know you have twins. So we yep. know that you moved forward and you had your two kiddos. So you were together for over 20 years. So like what happened during those 20 years, obviously the first part of the relationship, you experienced some ups and downs and you kind of had an open relationship and he still seemed very much like he was a playboy. Once your children arrived into the picture, did that kind of make him grow up and change his life a little bit, his lifestyle or were you still kind of fighting these same kind of issues that you were experiencing in the, in the earlier part of your relationship?
0: He changed a little bit. I mean, he was, he's an excellent father, but he was more of like a, a big kid. <laughs> so it was like, I always had three kids. Yeah, um,
1: I, I understand that.
0: <laughs> and it, it, you, right. And it, it gets, you know, I was the disciplinary. I still am, you know, I just, I'm your mother. I'm not your friend. And I wanted to make sure these kids had a healthy balance of, you know, okay, your dad plays with you all the time, but you're going to respect me. Um, after I had them, I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't as sexually active, you know, anymore. I probably went through postpartum depression and didn't even realize it till like, they got older. Um, and it's just, he was still kind of doing the same things he was doing before I got pregnant, but this time he was sneaking around doing it. And he couldn't tell me, you know, outright, because he knew it was wrong. You're a father now, there's two kids here. And, you know, we're not single anymore doing this, you know, open relationship thing, because I I had stopped it, you know, after a while, because I saw he was getting greedy. You know, it's like you give give somebody some rope and they eventually hang themselves. And he was, he's just taking advantage of the situation, you know, and all his friends, yeah. Oh, your girlfriend's so cool. And you know, my, my girlfriend would never let me do that. And da, da, da. And I'm like, nah, you know, there are some limits to this and don't get it twisted. You know, you had your fun, but it's time to, to, to rile in the settle down, and chillax. Yeah. And chillax, you know, yeah. and
1: I always so you're a special of kind of woman. You're a special kind of woman yeah, because there's girl. not a, a lot of women that would be able to handle that kind of relationship, and nope. I know there are people that definitely do. I and I know some of those people personally. I'm always I always say teach it so. Just because I it's not something I would do doesn't mean that I'm going to condemn somebody else for doing it. Right. But you realized that what worked for you in the beginning no longer worked. You were now yeah. becoming a mother. He was becoming a father. And you both of you needed to be more present and focused. You're like, okay, we got we to change it up. We got to kind of put that Playboy lifestyle behind us a little bit. Right. So how did you discover him talking with other women again? And how did you like, discover him talking to you know, women through gaming apps?
0: His phone would constantly go off. He'd be in the shower or, you know, the typical he'd be outside and I'm like, your phone is going off. You know, and I never was one to to look through someone else's phone or, you know, be that jealous girlfriend. But when I'd see an unfamiliar name, you know, calling, I'm like, who the fuck is this bitch? You know? <laughs> or so and so's calling you. I would make, you know, make it a point to be like, Deborah's on the line, you know, and he would like take the the phone or, you know, go outside. And I'm like, what are you up to? you know or he would try to say oh it's just a business call cuz he was in construction and his dad and he owned a development company so i'm like okay it was so and so from the real estate place and i'm like mhm okay but then i started seeing receipts you know in his wallet um you know cuz i would go in his wallet and grab some cash or whatever you know vice versa if he needed something and i i had it on me and I would see um, receipts for places that me and him didn't go to, or you know, and I'm like, when the fuck did you go to the movies? Because you didn't take me, you know, or because I'm a big movie fan. He's not the, you know, going to the theater is not his thing. And I'm like, hmm, looks like he went on a date or two. But the the telltale for me was I opened his wallet one day and a condom fell out, and I'm like, oh, oh no. you motherfucker. You know, here we go. I'm so sorry. That's like, (laughs) that's
1: the worst. That's like the worst. (sighs) I mean, I know know you're an extremely confident and strong woman, but that fucking sucks. You know, that's to me, it's like when, especially when you had been with someone that long and you guys have Mm -hmm. already agreed to put kind of like the past in the past and you know, you're turning over a new leaf with your relationship and to be faced with those kind of things that fucking hurts.
0: That hurts. It does hurt. It, hurt. it hurt. It hurt me to the core. Cause I'm like, good God, you know, this still isn't out of your system. You know, are you that much of a, like a sexaholic or you just need to have sex so often, you know, that you have to find it somewhere else. And I I was just devastated, but you know, you can't really, Lie that one away, you know. When that's falling out your wallet, what the fuck is this for? Yeah. you, you can't you say you're holding visible, it for somebody else.
1: Yeah, when you see all the visible evidence and all those signs, you can't yep. turn a blind eye. No. Nope. And how old were your children at that point?
0: Ah, uh, that point they were five. Oh at that gosh. point. Oh my gosh!
1: Oh my gosh! Five.
0: Oh. Five years something. Gosh. And I'm like, dude, I'm gonna leave your ass, and you know, don't leave. I'm so sorry. You know, he would beg me to leave and not to leave. And I remember one point, he like, it was like in the movies. He would grab my leg as I'm trying to walk out the door, and please don't leave. You know, I'm nothing without you. And and I'm like, well, knock it off. You know, I I don't want to have to have this conversation with you again. This is stupid. We're we're over this. Uh, we should be mature adults right now. We have a family um, to raise and. You know, <laughs> one point he's doing that, and then the next thing I know, uh, you know, my dad catches him, you know, with another girl in the car. And I'm oh, like, geez. Are you kidding? <laughs> Did girl. we not just have this talk? Lord, my God, Lord. Oh, I'm my dad I'm was so devastated. Dead. He was devastated.
1: So at that point, like, what? So you. So you brought it to his attention that, hello, I'm not stupid. I can see what's going on. I see the receipts. I've seen the condom. My fucking father sees you with another woman. You, he needs begging you not to leave him. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming so, I mean, because you guys were together for a while, you and, and your kids were only five, you ended up giving him another chance, or is it that point is when you decided to be like, you know what, fuck it, I can't take it anymore.
0: Uh, I gave him another chance. I don't give up too easily. And if, you know, you love somebody, you try to work it out, work through it. And we went to counseling and, you know, that was new for us. And a lot of things came out of that as far as me, you know, potentially having postpartum depression and just having a resentment, um, towards him because of the kids, because I wasn't ready and he was adamant that I have them and, um, you know, that we weren't having sex as often anymore. And I'm like, well, you push two fucking human beings out of your crotch and then talk to me about <laughs> sex, you know? Oh, that's like yeah. the last thing on my mind. And no, I'm trying that's... to breastfeed and uh uh-uh, uh mm. get out of here.
1: <laughs> that's the last thing on every woman's mind no. when you freaking have a kid. Two kids. You had two kids. Right. And you're caring for twins and you have zero sleep. Yeah, you sex is the last thing on your mind. So right. guys don't understand. They just they see the six week clear and free from the doctor and they think time to slip it in it's like no homie homie my body don't work like
0: that sorry right no no and it's it was just you know it it seemed like our relationship was getting back on track we were a little more open with each other at least he was and you know things seemed fine and you know lo and behold uh, at some point when he realized that he wasn't happy or he just didn't want to do it anymore. Or he whipped out that he didn't want to be with me anymore. He was unhappy for the last 10 years. And I'm like, thinking back the last 10 years, that would have been when the kids were like six, (laughs) I'm like, are you kidding me? Okay. Around the time when I actually threatened to leave you and then you weren't happy? Get the hell out of here.
1: They're always trying to twist it around, aren't they? Always, <laughs> always. So you ended up, I mean, you it seems, I mean, you were kind of forced to make that decision and then he just basically it seems like once he connected with this other woman, which you know it's, it seems like you know it's been multiple women but most recently it was a woman that he met through a gaming app he just decided <clears> to throw in the towel
0: yep yeah and it's funny cuz he would always be on his phone right and i'm trying to sleep and like you can see that light coming from the cell phone and i'm like dude go to bed it's like midnight why are you on your phone and it's like boom now i know why you know he was oh it's work or Oh, I'm just texting so-and-so back. And I'm like, mm, you know, always go with your first instinct because you're never wrong. And I'm like, nah, he up to something, right? And it's horrible that I even had to think that way after all the years we've been together and the stuff that we did go through. It's like, dude, I hope you're not, you know, doing anything you're not supposed to be doing because I don't have time for this shit anymore. And it was it was just on and on for months, this this stupid game, you know, a word feud, or, you know, yeah. And I'm Uh, like, um, really? I'm, we used to play it and I'm, I was just over it. I was like, I ain't got time to be downloading these apps and, you know, I'm actually working. I got things to do. And, you know, you could play those games all you like. And, you know, it would take him like 10 minutes to call me back. If I would call him, it would take him like 10 minutes to call me back when he used to call me back in like two seconds. Or if I try to call him at work and I'm, I'm busy, I'll call you back. Or, he was starting to go on business trips. And when he'd come back, he was acting weird. And I'm like, "Mm, nah, something's up. I'm so
1: sorry. That's a really, really difficult situation to go through, especially when there are kids involved. I mean, that's tough. What steps did you take to attempt to stay positive and stay healthy and, you know, stay stable for your children? Like, how did you manage to just kind of like handle that all?
0: You know what? Counseling. I I had a therapist. I went to the same um, therapist that he and I went to for counseling, for couples counseling in the therapist is like, well, I will no longer see him. You're my sole client. And, you know, I'm just upset with him with what he's done. Cause we had saw him previously when he decided to tell me he didn't love me anymore. And he was unhappy for the last 10 years. And he met this, this girl playing this game. And we had went to counseling again, you know, to try to figure this out. And he was just, there was just no changing his mind. He was just enamored by this girl. Without therapy, I probably would still be in that rabbit hole. I needed an outside person to talk to, you know, because you have your friends and your family. And you know, my dad, he would call me every day and just try to keep me positive. But I, I just didn't want to talk to them. And it's your dad, you know, you know, they love you, and they care about you They're Of course, they're going to be your cheerleader. But I, I needed to talk to somebody professional because I was in a dark place. I, I thought about you know, harming myself. I thought about drinking myself into, you know, a coma or just, I felt really sorry for myself. And I'm like, no, Keisha, you've been through worse. You can, you can get through this. You know, this isn't the first time he's done it. It's not going to be the last with whoever he's going to be with. And it's fucked up to think that way, but that's what got me through most, most of the part. And once I forgave myself that, you know, they say you have to forgive other people to move on. And I'm like, nah, I could still hold a grudge and be petty. I can, you know, (laughs) I could do that. You know, fuck forgiving him. I have to forgive myself because I was blaming myself. You know, what if, what if I would have had more sex with him or what if I would have, you know, let him keep doing what he wanted to do? Or what if, you know, I didn't try to change him or what if I was nicer? And I'm like, no, things happen for a reason. And I just, you know, my kids were, my cheerleaders as well. Without them in therapy, I don't know where I'd be right now.
1: I applaud you for going to therapy, and you know, because when you're going through it, you sometimes think that it's not going to affect you, but you yeah. harbor it inside of you, and it can manifest in some you know negative ways, or can impact you in so many different ways. But right, you're you're a fucking tough ass woman. You're a tough woman, and i I don't think that I could have made it as long as you did. Like you and obviously there's things that you do when you have children, it's different, you know, like it's not mm-hmm. about you anymore and where it's easy to just like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to walk away. It's like right. we all know when there's kids in the picture, we tend to put our children first. And, but yep. sometimes, you know, just you can't do that anymore. And, you know, you were gracious and you gave him a lot more chances than I probably would give anybody. So, you know, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but. You're alive and well today and I'm glad yeah. that you know you've got you got your spirit. <laughs> you can see that you've got that positivity, you've got that spirit and I I hope that the time has healed that wound a little bit. But do you have any advice that you would give a fellow woman or mama who just discovered that their partner may have been cheating on them?
0: You have to be honest with yourself and it was a lot of denial in the beginning for me. And the what ifs, you got to just put that shit aside and deal with what's happening like right then and there. If you, you know, if you have the unfortunate task of finding that your your boyfriend, your spouse, partner, whatever, husband have has cheated on you or you found evidence or they just sat you down and just told you, you keep your head up and you say, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. And you set your demands, not even demands. You just... You set your boundaries and that's, that's what I was still working on at the time. I didn't set any boundaries like, okay, I don't want to hear about your little, you know, your girlfriend and your new escapade. Don't bring them around my children. I don't want to be involved at that part of your life. If you, you're the one breaking this off, then that's going to be it. There's no coming back. There's no reconciling. There's none of that. So if you're choosing to, start a new life, or if you think this person has something, you know, more than what I've offered you, so be it. Because I, now it's, it's more clear to me than it was then. The universe does things for a reason. And I'm not sure, you know, what religion people believe in, or I'm spiritual. I believe in a higher power and I know that things happen, that old cliche for a reason. And It was a life lesson that I had to learn. And it may seem that I, you know, God, I'm in my 40s now. And I'm like, why is this happening to me now? Don't ever stay with anybody because you're comfortable and it's convenient. If they want to go, you're not going to stop them from going. Definitely get counseling. It will help. I journaled every day. I have a diary and it's funny because I always go back and read it. And I'm like, God damn, I was a bitter bitch in the beginning. And then (laughs) it started tapering off because it's like... As I got help, as I like started to see things in a different light, as I started, you know, burning my incense and burning my sage to get, you know, all this mm-hmm. evilness up from around me. Don't let that man take your energy. Don't let him take who you are, your being, your soul. Just don't don't give him that power. And once they see that you're okay or you're going to be okay, they don't have anything to say. And they actually feel stupid later on when they think about it.
1: Keisha, thank you so much for you know being so open and so vulnerable and sharing the story because uh, I know you're just you know you're it seems like you're just a naturally upbeat, positive person, but when when we fucking go through shit like that, that fucking tears you down. And yeah, it does. I I really appreciate you kind of revisiting that time again with me and um, sharing your experience and advice for those mamas who maybe going through those same situations right now. So where can our mamas connect with you if they'd like to chat with you, laugh their asses off, just you know, <laughs> ask you any questions, maybe get further advice from you?
0: Oh my gosh, they can either hit me. I have um, Instagram, I have Facebook. I can always send me a message or questions through there. I also have a website. It's com. They can send me. Uh, questions through there or inquiries or whatnot.
1: Well, I'll have that linked in the show notes too. Thanks again for being on the show today, Keisha. I had a blast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Mom After Hours. That was Keisha Brooks. Oh my gosh, what a damn story. And the fact that she can maintain her sense of humor despite it all, she is a superhero. If you'd like to learn more about her, check out momafterhours.com forward slash episodes. Until next time, much love to you, mama.